bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's Monday. It's happy day. Is it bright out? It's not really. It's starting to get dark early, right? So I'm not really, you know, it's okay. It's I. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. And I want an answer. I might even take a call or two because the more I think about it, the more I start to wonder and understand what it is that we as black people do when it comes to, for lack of a better phrase, home health. So what does a piece of tissue stuffed in your nose mean? And so it was interesting because I was asked that question today and I was like, it can mean a couple things. And they kind of looked at me like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, it can mean a couple things. It can mean your nose is bloody and you have, you know, blood running out of your nose. And if there's no blood in the little tissue, that means it's what? 833-212-1017 is the number. What, what does that even mean? Beating a cold, uh, beating an illness, beating the flu, um, not having a job. What are some of the ways black people use to remedy issues that are not mainstream? Right? 
For example, I have it on good authority, and I don't know if it's Catholics or Hispanic. I, I don't know what ethnicity does it. When they want to sell their house, they put the statue of some saint in their front yard upside down. Like they bury it upside down. Some weird whatever. whatever. I shouldn't say weird. Some superstition that they do that causes it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I'm, I'm trying to understand there are some things in our community that we do that are 100% detrimental, but yet we just don't think about it. And yet there's some things that are part of black folklore that we do that seem to work. For instance, talking to a young man today, one of my teammates, 24 years old. I remember him because I remember when his wife, his, his wife, I'm a friend of his father and mother. And I remember when she was actually pregnant with him. Like that's, that's how much I, I've known him since he was born. I remember when he was in a crib, <laughs> like talking over the crib, right? That kind of, and I said, where do you put Vicks Vapor Rub? And he said, well, on your nose, you know, if you got a stuffy nose or on your chest. And I said, why would you put it on your chest? Is there any other place you'd put it? And he said, well, no. I said, depends on how you feel. And I said, well, have you ever heard that you put Vicks Vapor Rub on your feet? And so some people his age heard it and other people in his age haven't heard that. I don't know who's heard that. I know I heard it from my grandmother, my mother. And so my question was, well, have you heard it goes on your feet? And it doesn't matter what kind of cold you have. So before you go to bed, take a shower, put Vicks Vapor Rub on your feet, put your socks on, and you'll pretty much sweat that cold right out of you when you wake up the next morning. And I used to think it was dumb. But every now and then you get that point where you get so sick, you go, you know what? Nothing else is worth You know, I've taken all the over-the-counter crap and Tylenol and coal this and coal that, and it's not working. So what did I do? Went and took a shower, put some Vicks Vapor Rub on my feet, found some old white sweat socks, put them on, went to bed, sweated like a pig. Does pigs even sweat? Anyway, sweat it like a pig, and then woke up the next morning and clear throat, sinuses clear, strangest thing in the world. But isn't that what we do? Is that a byproduct of, not, of us not being able to get health care and having to come up with remedies for ourselves? Is that us having to manufacture a way is that us hoping God will make a way somehow because some of them are true some of them work some of them mm, not so much what are some of yours what are some of your black home remedies that have worked over time for me that was the key one I've heard some others that I kind of went Mm, I don't think I'm going to do that. My, my mind's not open enough for me to do that. I've heard things specifically for women. 
I've heard something specifically for men. I find that interesting, right? 833-212-1017. What are some of the ways black people use folklore for home remedies? Is it really folklore or is it the truth? Because they work. Not for everybody. Nothing works for everybody. But then all of a sudden, you try it and it works. So I've done that. I have, (laughs) watch this. One daughter's in college, the other one's in high school. And, and I know you'll laugh at me, so I'm going to take it up front. One's in high school, one's in college. And I tell them, put your shoes on, you're going to catch a cold. And my daughter looks at me and says, Dad, that's old folklore. I am not going to catch a cold with no shoes on. I say, yes, you will. My mother always told me, put your shoes on, you're going to catch a cold. And she said, Dad, what, what part of your feet when they get cold is going to make you or a virus is going to come through your foot from the floor to get sick? And I looked at her and I went, it'll be, um, yeah. She said, the most you'll get is your feet will be cold until you get used to the floor. And that's pretty much it. But you're not going to catch a cold. Walking around. I said, but what about exposure? She said, you're in the house. If you're cold, put some shoes on. She said, but you're not going to catch a cold. I said, well, then what about wearing a hat on your head because you can catch a cold? She said, heat escapes from your head. Just put a hat on. And I was like, hmm, is that scientific or is that folklore? See, for me, I want to follow black folklore. It's easier. It's cheaper. It's not a doctor. You don't have to pay nobody. But is that accurate? 833-212-1017 is the number. My topic today, I want to know the most important piece of information for you that falls in the area of black folklore. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So somebody asked me, first of all, I got laughed at when I said 
put put Vicks on your feet. And then they said, well, who told you that? And I said, my grandmother. And I'm like, why, why is it a problem when I say it, but when you say it, everybody should take it as gospel? Like, what is that? Or when I said, oh, I was told, you categor- you, you're categorizing me. And my response was, so? Well, you can't do that. You can't tell me what I can think or do. And if you understand other generations other than your own, instead of thinking your own is the end all to be all and everybody else should just go somewhere and die, you would recognize that different generations recognize different things and use different tools and instruments and thought processes and perspectives to understand. Mine grew up categorizing. That's where black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Pacific Islander, uh, ethnicity, right? Because you can assign certain things basically to it so that you have an understanding of it. And then go from there. Because starting from scratch is too, like, that's, that's too much work. Where are you from? Where's your family from? Your mother and your father and your, right? Is it fair all the time? No. Oh, you got that from your grandmother. Yeah. And clearly it worked because she lived till she was 97 years old. So if she could do it, I think I might do it too. And I sure did. I thought it was the dumbest thing. You ever, you ever do something, but you're like out of, like I've run out of things to do. I've run out of suggestions. I've run out of solutions. So I'm just going to try this because it's the only one I got. And then I did it and it worked. That was great. So what are some of the things that you've done? What, what are some of the things that have been passed down through your family, like 833-212-1017? What are some of those things that have been <laughs> passed down by your family that you just take as, it's just the way it is? Um, cooking rituals, Thanksgiving ritual, those traditional things that, if you take a step back and look at it, you probably find out that it really didn't mean anything and it really wasn't accurate at all. But yet we continue to do it. We continue to, oh, when we do this, like why do men sit at the head of the table? Why do certain people have to cut the turkey at Thanksgiving? My question is always why you got to have cranberry, but I've never liked cranberry and I've never liked um, stuffing like ever. Maybe it's because there's no seasoning. And then, of course, 10,000 people just holler. I got seasoning in mine. All right. But I don't know. I've just been thinking about holidays a lot lately. Some of the things that we do that are traditional, like Thanksgiving, like Halloween. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be opening up my home to giving children candy on Halloween. Am I a spoil sport? Am I? I just think of all the things you can celebrate throughout the entire year. Halloween is not one of them. 
ghouls and goblins and people dying. And, and please, please, if you're going to be younger, come up with a new scary movie. Please? Some kind of scary movie. Come up with some kind of scary movie that's not the sequel to Jason. Like when I'm in my 90s, I'm going to be watching Jason. The 90th in the series. Really? Oh, okay. Over. Like how many times can people get killed? Like how many times can Jason come back from the dead? He didn't been blown up, shot up, burned up, chopped up, and he still keeps coming back. I don't get it. It's like the exorcist. How many times can you do the exorcist? Okay, let's wait. Okay, now she's going to vomit. Okay, now her head's going to spin around. Okay, now she's going to scream and say something profane. Okay, then she's going to curse God. Oh, here comes the priest. Then he's going to sprinkle holy water on. <laughs> like, really? Okay. How many ways can you do Dracula? I have never been into scary movies. One, because they're scary movies. I don't like scary movies. I don't like to be scared. I don't like being able to. To, yeah. But I think I said it before. Exorcist and Carrie were the two movies that terrified the living bejesus out of me. You know who bejesus is? Anybody know who bejesus is? Yeah. Scared the devil out of me. And I've never, I've never seen those movies again. I saw Carrie one time in the movie theater, Halloween, when it came out like 1977 or whatever, and I was done. And I never, oh, we, they, they, got, they got a remake of Carrie. That's nice. I'll, I'll be over here. They got a, I just, I just can't do it. I can't. And, and I admit it. I'm a wimp. You don't have to smile that hard. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, you are. Yes, I am. I admit it. I admit it. I admit it. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I was going through the news today, and I saw something. I saw a couple stories that disturbed me, um, and I don't know. But it's, it's another one of those, <sighs> while we're doing stuff, let's spend some extra money. And my fear is eventually taxpayers are going to have to pay for it. But I have an alternative. A proposal is calling for the Amtrak station at American Family Field Stadium. They want an Amtrak station. Okay, so where where is it going from? Where where's the Amtrak station actually coming from? Because if the Amtrak station is coming from the Amtrak station and it's only going to AmFam Field, will it ever really get up to speed? I mean, AmFam Field is right there on 43rd Street. So that's like 
four, five miles on a good day, six? Will the train ever get up to speed before it slows down? It'll never get up to like 55 miles an hour. So my question, what the idea is being pushed by a nonprofit, New Rails, which is Northeastern Wisconsin Rail Advocacy Group. And here's why. It's possible from a technical point of view, according to the municipal and legislative liaison for New Rails, um, who told TMJ4 partners at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the next step here is to wait and see if the Wisconsin Department of Transportation secures a grant to study Amtrak service from Milwaukee to Green Bay and Madison. Currently, Amtrak goes through Chicago, Milwaukee, and onto the Twin Cities, bypassing Madison and Green Bay. The track they would use to build an Amfanfield station is owned by Canadian Pacific, Kansas City. Meanwhile, an exact location would need to be selected along that track. The idea, as the Business Journal points out, is for Amtrak service heading west from the intermodal station, in downtown to stop at a station outside Amfam Field before turning north towards Green Bay or west towards Madison. An Amtrak station there could benefit new commercial development proposed on land currently used for Amfam parking. So it sounds like since Amtrak is a quasi-governmental entity that taxpayers would be dumping money into it just like we dump money into the uh, post office with not a whole heck of a lot in return the stadium funding bill will be voted on by the wind by the wisconsin senate next week the state assembly okayed the bill october 17th so we're gonna fund it then we're gonna take part of the land and build an amtrak station And how long does it take a train to stop so it'll never really get up to speed when it leaves downtown? So how long will it take you to get there? Number one. Number two, we've already got the hop. And we're sending the hop to some unknown forsaken L line to go somewhere where nobody needs to go except people who are upper class on the east side who need to go somewhere downtown. So if we're going to do it, Why not build a station for the hop at Amfam Field? And then you can come downtown park, take the hop downtown. And it doesn't stop. Like, it's nonstop. There's no stops in between or else it kind of defeats the purpose of it being an express train. You can only go from the intermodal station all the way down to... Amfam feel, that's it. If you want to go to Madison to a to a uh, UW game, or if you want to go to Green Bay, which I think is odd that the train doesn't go to Green Bay, then you would take Amtrak and go to a Packer game, and we'll have ample parking at where? Oh, no, it won't be at Amfam Field because they're taking parking. Who ends up eating the money? Taxpayer. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. Should we let Amtrak go to Amfam Field? Because eventually it'll become an unfunded mandate. And let me see, who's going to end up paying for that? You and me. 
You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Truth Nation, the Milwaukee Bucks tip off their season on Thursday night, and we know how to excite the city. And, well, we know that it's going on, and we're all ramped up and ready to go, just waiting for it to start. Giannis, Damian Lillard, that whole era of Bucks basketball is about to begin. So to celebrate the return of the Bucks basketball, the award-winning 1017 The Truth will be broadcasting the Bucks the 76ers game live. So make sure you listen right here to Bucks basketball on the truth this Saturday as the Bucks welcome the 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 Philadelphia 76ers into Fiserv form. Coverage starts at 6, tip off at 6:30 p.m. Make sure you check it out right here on the award-winning 1017 The truth and speaking of the time is almost here we've been entering truth fans into the gruber law offices 5k giveaway and on halloween that's halloween like october 31st we finally pick our next one call that's all five thousand dollar giveaway winner be sure to tune in to the truth with sherwin hughes on tuesday october 31st to make sure you don't miss your call. So you need to be by the phone and listening because if you do, they're just going to go to the next caller, to the next person, to the next uh, um, person on the list until they find somebody that will answer the phone and win the $5,000. So, again, that's the big Gruber Law Offices 5K giveaway next Tuesday on The Truth with Sherwin Hughes right here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. And I can tell you exactly what time they're going to give it away between 9 and 12. That's all I got. So you need to be listening. You need to be by your phone from 9 to 12. And if they pull that random name, they're going to call. And if they don't, they're going to pull another random name. And if they don't, they're going to call. And they're going to keep calling and calling. And I hope they don't start at 1130. Might run out of time. Be like, oh, well, nobody wants. I guess I'll keep it. Maybe we'll make it 10000 next time. Or we just won't give it away this time. That's why you got to be there. You need to be there. On Halloween. What better thing to do on Halloween than to win $5,000? That's what I'm talking about. $5,000. And all you had to do is listen to who? Little old me. 833-212-1017 is the number. We've been talking about whether or not Amtrak service should go to AmFam. I thought we would just get rid of the... um, Get rid of Amtrak and kind of put in the L. Kind of put in, kind of put in um, the hop. You know, I mean, they got the L line, so you may as well run the A line out to Amfam, right? I mean, if we're going to spend this much money and we have this much real estate, if you're going to build it, build it out. It's in the summertime; it won't be snowing, and just kind of have it go out to Amfam. 
It's an express run from the intermodal station all the way down. Now, here's the kicker. You're going to need more trains. Or you're going to need longer trains because a lot of people would end up taking it. You're going to need more parking downtown so I can get to the intermodal station or somewhere nearby so I can hop on the hop. That's kind of redundant, isn't it? Hop on the hop. Anyway. We're already adding a line to nowhere. Why not add a line to the Amtrak? And if you want Amtrak, I'm not, well, let me rephrase that. Amfam feel. So it just makes sense. We already have the hop. Take it and use it and send it to Amfam Field. Is there anywhere else in the city you would want to take the hop? Like if you lived in Menominee Falls, would you take rapid transit from downtown? I know we got buses that do that. But do we have, would you take a rapid transit train? And it doesn't make any sense having a train that runs in the city, right? So it would need to run up Fond du Lac or be elevated to get you all the way to a suburb. Germantown, Menominee Falls, something like that. Maybe run one out to Brookfield. Oconomowoc is too far. That high-speed rail they were trying to build that stopped in Oconomowoc is, how's it high-speed if it stops multiple times? It's no longer high-speed. Because it'll never get up to speed because it has to go slower to be able to stop at all the stops. Well, we need one in Waukesha. We need one in Oconomowoc. We need one in, huh? No. So that kind of defeated the purpose. So we're going to have to grow. We're going to have to expand. If you want to grow the population, you're going to have to grow all the accoutrements around the city. You're going to have to grow transportation. We're already expanding the highway. I think the only thing we need now are tolls. Put in the tolls. Let's get more money. That way we won't need this idiotic 2%, but it's too late. Now we got a 2%. I wonder how many businesses are going to move out of the city because people don't want to pay the 2%. I mean, they're just going to pass it on to you. But I have to go back and check to see what is included in the 2% tax. And you have November and December to make any adjustments that you need to make in order to ensure you don't incur or or your customers don't incur the 2% tax. But that's that's a substantial tax when you're looking at 19, 18, 17% increase. And now we tack 2% on top of that. That's a bit much. But that's just me. I want to remind you to remember to join us on the award-winning 1017 The Truth as we stream live on YouTube and Twitter. The handle is at 101.7 The Truth. Is there a point in it or is it just 1017 the truth? Hmm. I don't know. I guess I got to look it up. Why don't I click this button and see? Click. I don't know. It doesn't say. Do, 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 do.
It doesn't say. I got to Google it. <laughs> 833-212-1017 is the number. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host. But then again, there's this. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I was looking at this story from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that had, speaking of uh, faking people out and stealing stuff and committing fraud, a Milwaukee man and his partners created, get this, a fake country to steal $11.5 million in COVID funds. Wait, what? Eleven and a half million scheme that prosecutors say involved a non-existent country and its fictional consulate ended last week with fraud convictions against the Milwaukee man and three Illinois co-conspirators. A federal grand jury in August returned an 18 count, 18 count indictment charging Haziz Hassan Bay, known as Chauncey Hooks of Milwaukee, Latez Osiris Bay, a.k.a. Devon Robinson, Minister Zakar Ali, a.k.a. Anthony Allen, and Divine 7L, a.k.a. Mark Stevens or Mark Nesbitt, with conspiracy to commit fraud and mail and wire fraud. Aziz Bay and 7L also were charged with money laundering. Through a variety of schemes, the defendants attempted to fraudulently pocket about $11.5 million dollars from two federal programs designed to help businesses that were struggling through the COVID-19 pandemic. The indictment and prosecutors charged. Well, prosecutors charged during the week-long trial that the defendants targeted loans from the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program and the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP. Scheme ran from June 2020 to July 2021, and they believe the foursome fraudulently collected nearly a million dollars of it as part of the scheme, prosecutors say the consulate of Al Morak was incorporated in 2018. Um, Aziz Bey was listed as the registered agent and director for the fictitious consulate office. State records show during the trial, an official from the State Department testified that Al Morak is not a country recognized by the U.S. and has no diplomatic status. How do you even start a business? How? Who? Who works for the state? That you put a business in, you tell them it's a consulate that you can't use Google <laughs> to search to see whether or not it's a real country. Wow. Prosecutors note the address of defendants used was actually a duplex in Milwaukee. In addition, prosecutors charged that Aziz Bay, Ali, and L falsified records submitted to the state in order to defraud lenders. By removing liens from the titles of luxury cars they owned, including a Corvette, BMW, and Land Rover, titles of these vehicles were mailed to the address used 
by the fictitious consulate in Milwaukee. The indictment states, as a result of the defendant's false and misleading statements and omissions, Wisconsin Department of Motor Vehicles issued titles to A Bay and the consulate for multiple vehicles free and clear of any lanes held by lenders. Prosecutors argued during the trial that the foursome shared the proceeds amongst themselves, some of it to buy luxury items, cars, jewelry. Hmm. They falsely claimed on applications that the loan proceeds covered business expenses, including false figures of the business numbers of employees, monthly payroll expenses, gross revenues, and cost of goods sold. The government also charged the defendants with defrauding the U.S. Small Business Administration out of $775,000. Forsum is scheduled to be sentenced on February 1st. An unrelated matter, Bay is charged with illegally possessing a machine gun. That case goes to trial next year. How did we get that far? How did how did it get that far? I just want to know. How do you use a fictitious? But it also shows one other thing. You ready? No matter what you do, eventually, when it has to do with money and the government, you're going to get caught. No matter what, you're going to get caught. Especially with free money because eventually they're going to track it. Eventually you're going to have to file some kind of report. Eventually it has to show up on somebody's taxes. And when a machine is doing that work and when a machine is checking it and it doesn't match, it's a red flag and they're going to come after you. And so it took what? Three years, two years. They started in June of 2020 and it took all until now to pop up, but they got them. It's like voter fraud. You can vote. You can get away with it that day. You can take a year or two to get away with it. But eventually, they're going to pop up and say, uh, excuse me, um, where, where, where's this company at? Where's your money? Where are your employees? Where are the Social Security numbers that go with your employees? Like they're going to start looking for a prior Tax returns that aren't going to show that you have money, then what? Like there are multiple organizations right now that will eventually get burned because they took PPP money. Not to mention all the other things. And so I find that interesting, but I don't, I don't know if I'm a, at least they're going to jail for a million dollars, Right. They didn't go to jail for like, well, how much did Shantia Lewis steal? Right? Like, she she didn't steal enough. That's, that's just me. Like, I, if I'm going to steal some money, right, I'm going I'm to steal, like, yeah, about $11 million. But I also want to, like, spend it a little bit. I want to be able to, you know. I mean, she was removed from office, two felonies, a misdemeanor. Did they dismiss him? 
Oh, they got her for misconduct in public office, no contest, and intentionally accepting an illegal campaign finance distribution. She made $73,000. She took 21666 in campaign false travel reimbursements from the city. Why? I don't understand. Is it that much money? $20,000? Now, if I had heard she took $20 million, I would have been like, hmm, okay. But you didn't get away. You didn't get to enjoy it. You didn't get to, like, go party, buy you some million-dollar shoes or something, like something. Ain't that what women like? Shoes, purses, and what? Fur coats or something? I mean, I don't know. Being totally gender biased, right? I mean, really? Like if you stole that much money and you were a woman, would you go to would you go to Sephora or Ulta? No. You're gonna find a you going you gonna fly to France. And go f- find Dior and go buy it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm just like, I'm going to go where they make it. It's going to cost me. Like, I'm going to fly first class on one of those airlines where you got to sleep when you cross the, because it's, it's so far you got to go to sleep to get there. Yep. United Emirates. Just <laughs> wake up. Would you like a shower, sir? Would you like, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You got a bathrobe and a, and pajamas and and I'm like twenty two grand like really? Can you take a decent trip to Europe for twenty two grand with a family of four? Probably not. A family of four. Your airline ticket is gonna be like a thousand dollars each. Round trip if you fly coach. I ain't flying coach. <laughs> but no, seriously. With all things being equal, you get a coach seat, you're going to Europe, you might pay, what, 500 bucks from New York? It might cost you a couple of hundred bucks or a hundred bucks to get to New York. You know what I'm saying? So flying out of Chicago, you can get a really, really, really cheap trip. You could probably do it for like eight with a hotel, flying there, a package to go on a tour. You could get it done, family of four, for about eight grand. Probably less. $22,000 for what? I don't understand. For what? And what did you even do with the money? It's not enough money to cause damage. It's not like you took the money and invested it and you made money off the stock market or you bought a government bond and made five. You know what I'm saying? You you were like penny ante, little bit of this, little bit of that, little bit of this, little bit of that. And it's not that you left the paper trail. You left the wrong paper trail. You double dipped. Like if I did that, I would look at it, go through it and went, okay, I might, it looks like I messed something up. Maybe I need to redo this or, or pay that back. And then until I figure out where I can find the receipts to that or something or don't take it, but I don't know. So it's it's unfortunate. 
is unfortunate. 833-212-1017 is the number. What's on your mind? We have top five at five coming up in the five o'clock hour. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon.